0: Hey, you're listening to Blue Gene Church's podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. To learn more about Blue Gene Church in Selma, Alabama, visit us at www.bluejeanselma.com.
1: Agenda. do this. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to get up here so y'all can see how beautiful I am. Uh, I used to, a, t- a church I attended had a table, and it was immaculate. Bob can tell you, it was hand-carved and just absolutely gorgeous, and it was made out of cherry wood. And you know, cherry is my favorite. I'm so in love. But uh,
2: This might take longer than we
1: thought. <laughs> but anyway, on it, it had this due in remembrance of me. And so we would go and, you know, we, we do want to remember the history and, the, and what Jesus did on the cross, and that's very important. But we also to re- need to remember that Jesus is God of the presence. He's he's uh, what did Matthew twenty eight twenty says? I am with you all day, all the days, and that's very comforting. And then he is not only past and present, but he is also Lord of the future. And I can tell you, for everybody that's turned their life over to Christ, it uh, our future is heavenly. Yes. It's guaranteed. Uh, okay, I'm gonna ask. Ed and Patty and Catherine Mel to come up and uh, but Jesus took the uh, bread and he, he broke the bread and he said this is my body broken for you and we'll do that in just a minute and the other th- he said this is In like manner, he took the cup, drank of it, and said, This is my blood. Drink of it in remembrance of me. Please come forward. just uh thank you that you are that you died on the cross for and you we do remember you in the past and lord remember that you're here today and we we thank you for it and lord we uh thank you for our bright future we are selma lord and we have a bright future and we thank you for it in jesus name and shelby would you come up and do a covering prayer please
3: nothing like coming before the presence of the Lord for a special time. So if you all would join me, I'm just going to cover us again in a very specific way. Father, we thank you so much for all the giftings that you've placed in your body. We come this morning, we've worshipped you, we've received your body and your blood, and now we want to receive from you. The fresh new manna from heaven that comes through us as you release it in out of us. So I call forth the spirit of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of healing, the gift of discernment. That they would all be released to operate through your body for each other. And we are bold, Father, to come and declare by the blood of Jesus, who rose from the dead alive as King of Kings, with the gates, the keys to the gates of death and hell in his hand. And he has given us the same authority over those things. And so we declare that no weapon can be formed against us, that every entity of the enemy or assignment that he has picked up would be counseled, utterly obliterated by the blood and the name of your holy son. And we bind them. We gag them. And we send these entities that have picked up anything against us back to your feet for you to deal with them as you will. We thank you for the protection of your blood over us, over our children, our homes, all sources of supply and provision. Everything that pertains to us in your kingdom is covered under that holy anointing. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in the most holy name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome.
1: You want me to do now? Oh, I'm Sorry. not? Sorry, it's Is I'll, I'll
2: throw it. Is it off, Josh? Here you go. I'll let you hold your own mic. Thank you.
4: Woof.
2: So, Lord, we stand before you as a broken vessel, giving you pain and sorrow, and receiving your strength, because you are the loving, living God, and you do dwell in and own us. You, this would be okay. It's gonna be okay. All right, several years ago, several of y'all went with Donnie and I on a tour in Israel. And one of the sites that we went to was Bethel, and that's where Jacob, the story's told in Genesis 28. That's where Jacob, you know, laid his head on the stone and he had the dream. And while he was asleep, he saw angels ascending and descending, ascending and descending. And in that time, he heard the Lord, Jehovah, say to him, I will be with you. I am the God of Abraham. Now, Abraham was Jacob's granddaddy, I'm the God of Isaac. That's his daddy. And I am your God. He told him that I will go with you. I'm going to bless your seed. And it will have this place. It will multiply. There will be so many in your family that you will not be able to count them. He said, they were as dust to the earth. We don't know how much dirt there is here on earth. So there are multiples, multiples, multiples. Then he told him, he said, by you and your family, all the families in the earth will be blessed. This is being fulfilled because Jesus Christ is in this family line. And we each have an opportunity to receive and accept him as our Lord and Savior and be a part of this family. I am with you, and I will keep you wherever you go. And I'm going to bring you back to this place, this dirt, this land that I'm giving you. He made him that promise. Jacob woke up and he exclaimed, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. You think? The reverential awe of God hit him, and he then prophesied and declared, This is none other than the house of God, Bethel, and this is the gate of heaven. That word gate of heaven there, in the Hebrew, that's Sha'ar, and it's an opening, a door a gate and then in the Strong's Concordance it literally says a city door a city gate a city port this story goes on but that's a teaching for another day there are two things that I want y'all to hear today number one the gate opening is still active in Israel on that trip that I mentioned earlier uh, our leader Pam Haynes took us there in the dark of night and declared and determined that each of us were to get a rock or a stone and lay down in the dirt with our heads on that rock or that stone. And she did a teaching and a prayer. Now, for some reason, Donnie thought the safe place would be to the rear. So uh, I don't know how that really worked out for him because he literally got touched. He felt something brush his side angels ascending and descending. And the second thing, while in worship here a couple of months ago, I saw, or I I had the thought, I knew that I knew that angels were ascending and descending right up, right right here, right over Mel and Catherine's head, ascending and descending. And then I heard that song uh, Kim Walker sings, The King is Here. You're alive inside of me. Love will never, ever leave. You've opened heaven's gate. I never realized in that song that it literally says, you've opened heaven's gate. Could it be that the Holy Spirit is showing us here, in this place, that we have an open door to the city, a city gate, a city door, a city opening, where he is trying to get the knowledge of his love and all things that we need here in this city to us to be able to speak to others. Now, usually God can use this beautiful gift of prophecy to do that. And that's where Bob comes in. That's why he's been so eager to get up here today. He's going to give us a little teaching on prophecy. Or sing and dance, whatever you want to do, buddy.
5: Mine will be brief. As I'm opening my notes here, I, I wanted to just say something real quick. I, it would be crazy not to mention this. I don't know if y'all are aware of the revival that's happening at Asbury. Uh, you know, we've had a connection with that uh, school up there, the university and the and the um, seminary, and there's a revival going on. They've had constant worship for the longest time. And, and then there's, uh, I saw on a post, I'm, I get them on Instagram the, the, uh, that something's happening at Samford and something's happening at Lee University. My daughter-in-law went there, um, uh, Jesse, and uh, Cedarville College, that's where Trish or Tish and uh, uh, Caleb Smith went, I saw f- those four names. And this was prophesied. I don't remember the prophet. It was Bob Jones or some big, big wig or uh, Duck Sheets or somebody, you know. But there was has been a prophecy about revival coming to America, and it would start with the young people. And and so I, I'm I'm saying, hey, listen up. Something's going on. Something is up. And uh, Cherry, this morning is right on time right on time it couldn't be a better time I also want to say this the songs that we were singing this morning about you love me, you love me it's all about love and about his glory I pray that you show me your glory this is a place that the Lord spoke prophetically when we before the we first moved in here that this would be a place where his glory would fill the temple and we are beginning to see that more and more so could it be could it be that revival that is happening all around would be happening here too? Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. And my job this morning is to deweirdify. That's a really that's a really uh, uh, intellectual term there uh, that that uh, I use. The gift of prophecy. We know some of you know all about it and have been walking in it for years. Some don't know maybe a little but a little. And so I want to give like a five minute summary of of what prophecy is. Cherry had a leading of the Holy Spirit uh, to for this Sunday to be prophetic Sunday. She came to me back in November or whenever and said, I got I got something I feel like the Lord's put on my heart to do at Blue Jean. And so this isn't coming out of, hey, I got something I want to say or I want to do. This is coming from a place of relationship and prayer. It's like the Lord set this up. The timing of it couldn't be better. I want to always tie what we do to the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 defines gifts of the spirit as manifestations of the spirit. That's in the NIV. And a manifestation of the Spirit, the way I I put that down in language that I get is like the Holy Spirit is in us, it's all around us, but he can use us and flow through us to use us in the world, to give a word of encouragement or, or something. And so the Holy Spirit is manifesting his gifts through us when you walk in the gift of the Spirit. It's not weird. Maybe it is to people that don't believe, but for us, it's not weird. It's normal. It's normal Christianity. 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 12, 14, verse 3 says, What will happen when you have the gift of prophecy is people would be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted. It's all good, it's not negative. There's nothing negative about it. Nobody's going to get shamed or anything. Jesus doesn't do that. But there will be encouragement. And good stuff that comes from it. Um, what it. What happens when people get words, I didn't understand this either, but Jerry's older sister was a spiritual mother to me, and I remember grabbing Meg sometimes and saying, Meg, when you say I see something, what are you talking about? She said she saw some stuff on me one time, and I was like, what do you mean? Is, like, is there like an angel on top of me or something? Is it literal? And she said... No, it's like in my mind's eye, I'm seeing it. And Meg was so prophetic, she might have really been there. But oftentimes when the gift of prophecy manifests, you'll have an idea or an imagination. And if I asked you to, I'm not going to, but if you close your eyes and I said, look at your car, tell me what your car or your house looks like. You could do that. I can see my house in my eye, in my mind. Well, sometimes that will happen to you. The Holy Spirit is the, is the Lord of our imagination, and he can give us pictures and thoughts and scriptures sometimes that he would want to use for someone else. The gift of prophecy is somebody getting a picture or a word or an idea for someone else, and maybe it's for you too but it's to build the church up. That's what the scripture says. It's to build people up, to edify. That's Popeye eating spinach. That's what happens to the church when we walk in the gift of prophecy. Um, This is not a distraction from the word. This is actually doing and implementing the word. This is the word in action when we walk in prophecy. Scripture is clear that we're supposed to be able to hear God. John chapter 10 verse 27, Jesus says, My sheep know my voice and they follow me. Well, this is one of the ways that the Lord has ordained for us to hear him. We didn't make this stuff up. Jesus did. God did. This is one of the preordained ways he speaks to us. God is spirit. That's in John chapter 4, verse 24. And so he speaks spirit language. He doesn't speak English sometimes like we speak English. Now he can, but but spirit language is, is a little more intuitive. It's, it's ideas or pictures or something. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says that we as believers should eagerly desire this gift. Not just desire it, it's not like just want it a little bit. It's like eagerly desire it. And, and in First Thessalonians 5.20, it says, don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't, don't, uh, I'll read it exactly what it is because I don't remember that one off the top of my head. But it's very specific about honoring the gift of Prophecy. Hang no, on just a sec, it won't take but a second. I'm trying to be short, cheery because I want the main part to be the main part. Okay, it says, don't put out the Spirit. This is First Thessalonians 5.19, don't put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt and test everything. So people, when we get words, you know, if it doesn't witness with you, put it on the shelf and ask the Lord to make it, make it real to you. If it does, you can pretty much count on it being a word from God. This is normal Christianity. The last thing I'm going to point out here, we're not being weird here. We, You know, the church, this, this is part of what the early church did. And Paul was writing about it to the Corinthian church. This is what they did every Sunday, every time they got together. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26 says this. When, um, when you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All these, these must be done for strengthening of the church. This is what they did when they gathered. What we're doing this morning is exactly what they did. Now you know custom and history and and you know just just uh, the way we do things morphed and all that and pretty soon it became it became something a little different. What we're doing is what the church that Paul was talking to does. This is not weird. It's normal from the perspective of God. It's what we're supposed to be doing. So it's it's cool. It's not just cool. It's we should be doing it. And then in verse. 31, it says, all can prophesy. You may be sitting there and you may be thinking, well, there's just going to be a handful of people that got the gift of prophecy and I'm going to just sit here like a little bump on the log. No, no. It says in the scriptures, right out of the scripture, for you can all prophesy. You know what the definition of all is? All. And that includes everybody in here. Anybody can get a word. Don't ignore a thought that keeps coming, or a mental picture, or a scripture, and if you think it's for somebody, go for it. As long as you're not telling somebody they suck, you're good. <laughs> right? Or jump off the river bridge and fly. Don't tell, you know, that's, that's a weird one. Don't do that. But if it's, you know, encouraging or loving or something, go for it. It's good. Um, I, I also wanted the last one. First Timothy 4.14 um, Paul wrote to Timothy he said don't neglect the gift that was imparted to you through prophetic words and so gifts can be imparted words of encouragement all kinds of cool stuff happens so all we're being is the real church of Jesus Christ we're modeling his church Cherry is all yours What? Tee up Holden. Oh, Holden. Yes. Cherry told me that Holden, her grandson, uh, got a word of knowledge. And the way it happened, Cherry, you might want to tee it up because you know the details better. Do what? I think you'll tell it. Okay. All right. Well, y'all, Holden is her grandson, and he got a word of knowledge in here about himself. And... It's awesome. We were gonna start it with that, and then Cherry, come on up.
6: Three weeks ago from today, I was sitting in the pew here at Blue Jean, and I had a thought that somebody's leg or foot would be hurt, and somebody would pray for it, and it would be healed. So I told my grandmother pie and we were gonna put, pr- pr- and we prayed for it. But then the next day, I was playing in a basketball game, and I jumped up and came down on my foot weird and two doc and my dad picked me up and carried me to the sidelines where two doctors um greeted me and looked at it and both thought it was broke but we're not sure and then bishop chuck came down from the stands and pray prayed for it that it would be he- healed in the name of jesus christ and then the next day we went to montgomery we went to um selma pediatrics to get it an x-ray and dr side thought it was broken but was not sure and told me to go to montgomery to get another opinion and he when i was in montgomery he said that um if it was sprained or broke it would not matter i would just put the boot on and whenever i could hop on it 12 times without the boot and it did not hurt it would um i could take it off and play So then the next day, um, my mom wanted to see if I could jump on it or walk. And so I jumped on it 12 times. It hurt a little bit. And so she wanted me to wear the boot still. So I wore it that day. And then Friday, I played the baseball game, scored two runs and played first base.
2: the mouth of babes, it was so wonderful, we were right over there that Sunday, and Rain and James, that's Rain and James' son, middle son, by the way, um, and he just said, I had this strange thought, Pie. he nudged me in the pew, and he told me that, and we just, well Lord, have your way, you know, let that be so, that that person will be healed, not having a clue, of course, it would be him the next day. Now, when I found out it was him the next day, I've got to tell you, I got to thinking, oh, he, before I found out it was the next day, the next morning, when I woke up, I thought, oh, I should have gotten Holdy to go down front and give that word out so somebody in the congregation, you know, would have been healed and would have the faith for their healing. And Ann Armstrong told me, she said, it's Holden. <laughs> After the fact, she said, Cherry, You didn't need for him to go down front because the story had not been told. So the story got told today because God did heal him, and he he went from basketball getting hurt to baseball running and playing and doing wonderful. So, Lord, we do. We give you the glory. Um, It's like, um, I think of that scripture in Hebrews 4.12. The word of God is living and active. It is so sharp. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It can divide joints and marrow, spirit and soul. It can discern the thoughts and desires of your heart. Holy Spirit is with us all the time. Holy Spirit is moving all the time. He wants. The ascending and the descending, it is just a matter of he's here speaking and being for each of us all the time. Just because we're not here does not mean he's not ascending and descending in our lives. Uh, Lord, we give you our pain, he gives us comfort. We give you our praise, he gives us strength. It's going and coming, it's always going on. When we get caught up in the world and we get caught up in our own uh, desires and flesh and things like that, we get knocked down. We we can't show love. And Donnie, if you start talking right now. But when we're in Christ, when we're watching, talking, having this relationship, we are strengthened. We, as a person, as a family, and as a community, and And the revival Bob's talking about, um, there's been revivals where there's been preaching of the word and repentance and all of that. this one, this revival among the college kids, among the youth, among you guys, it's them just sending up their praise to the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And then he brings down some thoughts that they might need in their lives to clean them up, to heal them, to make them whole of love to flow out to up to him and out to others. And we have that. We need it more profoundly. We're going for it here today. Okay. So this is what I thought we could do. Because I heard that song, I thought uh, Josh and them, y'all are going to tee it up in a second. And, when, and we're just going to play a, a small part of it. About a minute and a half. I want you to, if you're comfortable, to close your eyes. If you're not, look wide-eyed. Consider what the words are saying and listen to what God may be showing you. You might see a picture. You might hear a word. You might see a person. You might feel an emotion. You could smell something just come out of nowhere and hold that thought. And what we're doing... We are listening for God and we are talking to God. We honor God when we give him time to speak. It isn't about us speaking and preaching to him all the time. It's about what he wants to say to us or he wants to say to you for somebody else. That's honoring God. And we are a house that will honor God. We're that house. There are other houses, but we are a house. We're that house that is going to honor the Father's voice spoken through the Holy Spirit with the love of Jesus going out. So, let's go. So, hey, I'm going to give y'all an encouragement. Braxton, you might have even seen a picture, so if you did. Okay. This little boy was prophesied. This little boy was born through the living word of God. And we know what he means to our church family. How many times have we seen him jump up on, in Bob Armstrong's arms? For a long time. Now you're about big enough to hold him, aren't you, buddy? Thank you, Bradston. Do you want to say anything? No? Okay. That's fine. Thank you, buddy. Um, I have some friends here. Well, I have a sister, she's more than a friend, Mary Alice. And her friends Marie and Shelley are here. Uh, There are several, I know Mary's got a word, I don't even have to ask, I know Mary Hansel has a word for somebody. These guys, y'all gotten something, I don't know if it was a picture or a statement, like mm, a football play or something. Uh, Raise your hands if you want the mic, if you want to honor God and speak what he showed you or told you. And don't worry if it isn't perfect, okay? They go to the front too. Oh, yeah, Colin, will you go to the front? Thank you.
7: Um, um, I uh, last week I, I stood up and uh, shared a testimony with um, with y'all, and uh, afterwards, um, uh, Barbara Miles came up to me and said that God had placed it on her heart to buy some Bibles for the students uh, at R.B. Hudson who had um, who had kind of moved in the in the spirit that week. And uh, the next day I received a message from a teacher um at RB Hudson in the group chat and all they said was that a student without knowing that conversation that a student had asked for a bible in the 7th grade. And um and I went up the next day and that student is here today. All right. And uh, mama would you mind would you mind coming up with with you Darius? Would you mind coming up? Thanks. <laughs> Um, do you do you guys have um do you have a cell phone with you? I do. Would you mind just recording? Sometimes it's helpful to have just uh, have it recorded so you can go back and listen. One-handed, he can record. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, that works. Yeah, she'll record it for you. Thanks. Yeah. Good chair. Yeah, son. Wh- he wants a video.
8: <laughs>
7: when uh, <laughs> amen. Um, son, when when I received that text and when I when I came up and saw you. God spoke something very clearly to me about you, and I just want to share it with you and honor it in front of all of these people, which is that when, when I saw that, God showed me the fact that out of 360 students in one school, one student asked for a Bible, and I knew that God was working in your heart, and this is what he said to me. He said that out of all the people on the face of the earth, he has chosen you as his treasured possession. Again, out of all the people at RB Hudson and out of all the people in Selma, out of all the people in America, out of all the people in the earth, he has chosen you as his treasured possession. And so I just want to anoint your head and pray. Is that okay? But God, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ for this young man. And Lord, I thank you for your hand upon him. I thank you, God, that you have chosen him and that he has heard your call and responded. I thank you that, Lord, he is your treasured possession, that you have literally placed your treasure in his heart. God, I thank you that you have called him to uh, go forth in the name of Jesus to share the gospel. You have given him a hunger and a desire for the spirit and for the Bible. And God, I pray that it will be hidden deep in his heart. And God, that he will be a blessing to many as he goes forth, Lord, uh, in his, amongst his peers, amongst his family, amongst his community, God, that he is and he will be a mighty blessing where he goes. And so, God, I thank you for showing him with his eyes the revelation of this scripture in the revelation of this prophecy. Let him see it and God let him see it with his own eyes in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hi.
9: Before the service started, the Lord kind of pointed you out to me and what he said was you were created to be a warrior. And that is, the desires of your heart align with the desires of God's heart. He's going to empower you to say to the mountain, move, and the mountain's going to move. He's given you a sword, and with that sword, you're going to cast down the enemy. So the Lord has known you for a long time, and he wants you to know that you were created to be a warrior.
10: Lester I don't have a word for you you have a word you do because I couldn't take my eyes off of you the Lord kept saying this is my prophet this is a prophetic young man he has a love in his heart for people that he doesn't even know he has and that when you speak to people even now you're kind to them you speak to them in ways that surprises them, that encourages them, that comforts them, and it's going to grow in you and grow in you and grow in you. You have words to say, and the Lord is going to speak mightily through you. And so he told me, he said, I don't have a prophetic word. You do. <coughs> have you seen a picture this morning?
11: Yeah. Have
10: you seen a picture this morning? A picture of what? Anything. Okay, how about a word? Have you seen a scripture? Have you had a word that just kept hitting your head like? No, ma'am. Nothing? No, ma'am. You will. Trust me. Yeah. Lester. Ma'am. Trust me.
11: I actually have the same word, <laughs> Lester. Um, and we just met. Well. And um, what I heard God say to you is that he's blessing your vision uh, to see things differently, to know things differently, uh, to speak truth, and to prepare a generation to receive the promise of God. And what I heard was from Jeremiah where God said to Jeremiah and he's saying to you, before I formed you in the room I knew you, right, and before you were born I concentrated you. He prepared you, He set you apart for a particular purpose and he appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah says back to him, well, our Lord, I don't know how to speak, for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to him, do not say I'm only a youth, for to whom I will send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. And so, yeah, I just agreeing with that, with that, that prophecy and God, God will send you and he'll, he'll get you there. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Yeah. That were given
6: to you the
5: yeah.
6: Days. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on.
11: Lester, right? Father God, I thank you for the flame that you have put in this young man. Thank you that you have preserved him. You have kept him. You have marked him for this purpose. And you will continue to be with him. So, Father God, we just pray that your Holy Spirit cover him, embed him, <laughs> engulf him, Father God. Father God, we pray for his vision. Father God, you are showing him that need, things that need to be seen. You're showing him things that need to be spoken. You're showing th- him things that will usher people into your presence and into your kingdom. So, Father God, we pray for his vision that he sees clearly, that he recognizes how you speak to him, that he recognizes when to speak and how to speak, Father God, that he, that he, Father God, that you're not, how do I say this? Father God, I just pray that he shall fill your hand upon his life, that, that when he's looking out, he's not looking at the faces of man, but he's looking at your face, looking directly at him, he knows that he is yours and you are his. And out of that place, out of that place, there's an overflow of your goodness, of your truth, and of your word out of his life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen.
2: Yeah. You want to on. I actually
11: got one, for, <laughs> I got one for you too, Glove. Um, what I believe I heard from God is that he's positioning you for leadership. Um, and that he's blessing you to be a blessing. And uh, it's a different type of leadership. It's a servant leadership, the type of leadership that Jesus Christ walked in. And that you are sent by a king that is both the lion and the lamb. Um, And that you will be empowered with the baptism of the Holy Spirit to steward resources um, with justice. And, Kind of the verse I heard for you was in Ephesians 3:14 and 21. And I'll just pray for you now. Uh, maybe if I could figure out how to hold my phone and... Right, okay. Um, um, so Father God, for this reason, for the purposes and plans that you have for Glove, uh, we bow our knees before you, Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Father God, we thank you that, that Glove is named after you that according to the riches of your glory, that you may grant him to be strengthened with power in his spirit, that in his inner in his inner being, so that Christ may dwell in his heart through faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, he may have the strength to comprehend of all the saints, what is the breadth, the length and the height and the depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that he may be filled with all the fullness of God, that he may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now we pray this to you, Father God, who's able to do far more abundantly then all that we ask or think according to the power that is in work within us to you be the glory in the church and in Christ amen
2: justice to joy, joy to justice. Mm. And the Lord has
10: stood before you and snapped a plumb line. Mm. And you will not go too
2: far to the right or too far to the left because you have justice in your heart Mm. and righteousness.
11: Thank you so much. (laughs)
2: In the baton for the glory of the Lord to come.
3: Where did Miss Amy go? Yeah, well, this is for Miss Amy. I got this this morning uh, before we ever started the service. And I don't know where she is. So let me see if we can find her first. <laughs> I'm sure. Is this the camera? <laughs> okay. Well, we're waiting for Miss Amy. Hey,
2: Mary, you want to go while, while we're waiting on Miss
12: Amy? Um, this is for Ed. Uh, Ed, when you sat down, I saw um, a surfboard on your back and a little man sitting there. And the Lord just spoke to me real clearly, tell Ed I want to surf with him. And I know you've ridden horses most of your life, but I saw you on a horse and you were riding along the uh, shoreline and the Lord took you off that horse and put you on a surfboard. And I saw him in front of you and uh, I just heard the Lord say, you are firmly planted. Don't worry about stepping to the left or the right. I've got you right where I want you. And you haven't missed the mark, Ed. And we're going deeper and, and wider than you ever thought possible. And it's because I trust you with what I've laid on your heart.
2: And, you know, I think of a, I think of a surfboard, Ed, You're very balanced. He's balanced Mm
3: you,
2: Miss Amy. Would you come
3: (laughs) this morning when I, I came by you as I always do every morning? Turn around because I. I've known this, I think we've all known this, we'll all agree with this word, that you are the doorkeeper at the gate. (laughs) Let me see if I can get this back, I've lost it, (laughs) because I really want to read to you um, what this says, this is Psalm 84. Behold our shield, the king, as your agent, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I'd rather be a doorkeeper and stand at the threshold in the house of the Lord my God than to dwell at ease in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, The Lord bestows present grace, favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I declare that this is a scripture that he has written. It's his living word, and we seal our agreement with it over your life, Amy, and thank you because a doorkeeper has to be consistent, constantly present, attentive. You've got the gift of discernment for people who walk in and walk out of his gates in this place. And we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name.
13: This is fun. (laughs) Y'all having fun? I love it, man. You feel the Lord in here? Awesome. Is it Chandler? Is that your name? Cool, yeah. The Lord was uh, just telling me that you're, I mean, there's a way that you worship him that's like, in the secret place or something like that. And maybe it just feels like every day, every time to you, and it's so easy, but in some way, shape or form, he's gonna show yeah. you how to give that away yeah. very specifically. Like it's yeah. precious yeah. to him. It's just like his greatest joy and how you do that. And um, also yeah. just feel like, do you play piano? Is that something you do? I've never met you or Colin hasn't told me anything about you, but. a oh, saxophone, okay. Yeah, you can see like music all over you and stuff like that, uh-huh. so um, yeah, bless you, man. You're gonna do awesome things for God, man. It's just, I, yeah, I'm encouraged just uh, meeting you this morning. It's, it's fun, man. Bless you. And then, um, Sheridan, I really felt like the Lord wanted me to say to you, man, that that what's inside of you is really important to Him as well. Like He knows, He knows you. He's not disappointed. He's not discouraged, and He is He is encouraged about your future. You have a lot to give, and you're you're an awesome guy to the Lord. He you matter to Him. And I just felt like he wanted me to say that to you. Like, you're not so lost or anything like that, man. Like he, he knows you and he knows what, what, what's inside of you and he can do everything to uncover it. He's, he's just with you, man. So bless you. Um. And, um, and then Marcus, Marcus, uh, just felt like, uh, the Lord's increasing revelation in your life, like be prepared to, to hear new things, to experience God in ways that matter to him. And, and, um, I really feel like he's going to illuminate and just kind of illuminate your understanding. This is what the word says, um, but just be prepared. There's going to be, you're going to be really like experiencing the word is just going to come alive in some new ways Some really fresh things are going to come to you that the world probably needs to know about, so, but yeah, man, bless you, awesome. Bob's got a word, awesome. Yeah,
5: Sanithia, are you still here? Where are you? There you are, right there. I got, I got a word for you. I saw you in a garage uh, and you were working on a car, there were parts everywhere, and you were just like, I, I don't know what to do with all this. It's The car's broken, it's not working, And there are pieces everywhere, and you just didn't know how to put it back together. And a car moves. It it gives movement in life, so you were kind of stuck in one place. And I saw Jesus come in, and you were sitting on the floor just in despair. He came and sat by you, and he said, Hey, Sanitia, I know how to fix the car, and let's work on this together. And then I saw you all start putting the pieces in the right place on the car. And then y'all jumped in the car. He was riding with you, and you drove, you motored out of the out of the um, garage. And I believe that's a picture for your life, that that's where you've been and just stuck. But it's coming. The Lord's going to put the pieces together, and you're going to be motoring around. And that's really about ministry, too. You're going to have something to give away uh, as you walk in life and as you take the steps uh, in the immediate future for you so bless you in that the Lord is with you and you are one of his mighty warriors and beloved daughters
2: hey y'all Ed this young man what's your name I should know you I saw McCurdy. I looked at him and saw the McCurdys I don't that's all I got So, would y'all just see if God hooks y'all up sometime? He's a McCurdy, for better or worse. I know it's for good.
0: (laughs) I have one. Um, Sir, what's your name in the checkered shirt? Hey, Dan. (laughs) I saw you and you were holding apples, big red, shiny apples, and I said, Lord, what is that? And he um, said it's Song of Songs 2. I'm going to read it. I delight to sit in his shade, and his fruit is sweet to my taste. He has taken me to the banquet hall, and his banner over me is love. Strengthen me with raisins. Refresh me with apples, for I am faint with love. And I knew he was saying he's um, refreshing you, and... um, Whatever season this is in, he wants you to know he's really pouring out his Holy Spirit in a sense of refreshment, and he's inviting you to rest, just to rest in him and to find his refreshment in the Holy Spirit. I also had one um, for the church. Let's see. I have been in Isaiah 60, 61 a lot, mm-hmm. and you'll know that's our church scripture, but um, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide those who grieve and die on, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Um, and, yeah, that's our blue-jean scripture. Um, but what I, I saw in my um, spirit is after the tornado, and I think maybe Matt, he talked about this, how the trees, like it's you ride around and you see those huge trees that were just, pulled over by the roots. And so in the physical, that's what he's done. You know, if you ride around, you see the destruction, but in the spiritual, what he did is he has pulled out the roots of all the things he does not want in our city anymore. So he has pulled the roots of, um, anxiety or shame or anything that he racism. Um, I saw chaos, confusion, anything in the spirit that Jesus does not want here in Selma, he pulled up as well in the tornadoes. It is gone. And what he has done in Isaiah 61 as is it says he has planted Us, we are the oaks of righteousness. We are his church, and he is sending us to be planted into our city and for us to bring his love and his righteousness to our city. And that's our calling in Isaiah 61. Hey, Bob,
5: Bob, you can
2: pray and close on that. Okay, but I I wanted
5: to tag onto that. I, I was watching some of the videos from Asbury's Revival and i saw the video of the sermon that the guy gave that started the revival and his his words were almost exactly what you said rain he said the lord is he said i want the lord is wanting to pour out his love which has been a constant thing this morning on us uh, so that we can be filled with his love and experience it and give it away and be world changers in the world that we can go out and share the love of God with other people. That was the essence of his, that we were Arthur Oaks of righteousness that are planted. He He's, he's talking about that. It's the same thing. And so something is up. Don't miss it. We've been asking for revival. It's like the king is here. It is. It has come. And we've, If we come into agreement with that and walk in it, watch and see. I've got got a testimony that I'm going to share the next time I speak that I know right now is absolute evidence of what I'm talking about. It has happened, and it is big. It's bigger than I think, and it's amazing. I'm not going to take up time today, but this is really happening. It's been prophesied, and we are here. It's now. Yeah. Oh, let's see, I think Pam, Pam is, does. come on, Pam, we don't want to shut it down yet. We can yeah, just go a little song, bit shorter in class. Right? Matt, come on down. Anybody um, else got I'm a word? Come on down. And Everybody altar, that's got one, come on down, and then we'll wrap it up when y'all are finished.
14: This is a word for R.B. Hudson. Um, a few weeks ago, Beth Williams and I were praying for your school and the boys and girls there. And the Lord gave us a specific word, and he said, this is an incubator for what I'm going to do in Selma. And he said, you know what an incubator is? It's a place where newborn things, say birds, are placed in an incubator when they're not ready to fly yet. And I believe the Lord is going to use you people you young people as a catalyst for what he wants to do here in Selma. And I was reminded of an old song we used to sing years ago. It said, Eagle saints arise and soar the heavenlies. You know this earthly realm is not your destiny. I've called you to go out and set creation free. And my love for you will last throughout eternity. So I just want to bless you with that.
9: This is a word for the congregation. And um, as I came in, sometimes you get a sense of, of places and I felt like the Lord had written the word faithful over this congregation. And years ago when I was dealing with this situation, the Lord asked me, are you gonna believe what you see or are you gonna believe what I told you? And you have chosen to believe what he's told you And that has honored him. That's a form of worship that has honored him and caused the word faithful to be written over you.
8: I thought I had a prophecy for someone and then the Lord said, no, it's for more than one person. And I wasn't going to share it. I said, well, I need a confirmation. And she actually started it when she said warrior. And I thought, well, I need another confirmation. I don't really feel good with that one. And then you said mighty warrior. And I'm like, well, maybe that's it. And then Rain's like, Matt said. I'm like, okay, God. So here's what I, I saw a story, and it was in Judges where Gideon was hiding in a wine press. And I thought, Lord, how you nobody's hiding in a wine press today. And I heard the Lord said, no, but we're hiding in our work and our busyness. And I thought, well, that's not encouraging, so that can't be prophecy. And he said, well, I'm not, I'm not saying it to condemn you. I'm saying it to set you free. And so what I heard the Lord said was, if you've been hiding in your work, in your busyness, he doesn't see your shame or condemnation or fear. He sees a mighty warrior. And he sees someone he's already equipped with everything they need to do what he's called them to do. And I heard the Lord say this. This is the prophecy. You can come out of hiding. You're safe here with me.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Uh, This is for whomsoever and for each of us. It matters not what sin you have committed. It doesn't matter how big or how small. You are not separated from the love of our mighty Jesus Christ. It does not matter how big and how grieved you think you've grieved Jesus, no. No, you just go to him now. He's here for you. Now. And I think with that, if y'all would start some music, I know we have Sunday schools and that type thing. Y'all go for the Sunday school. Uh, But anybody that wants to come to the altar just to honor the Lord, please feel free to. And you're
5: going to close us with some prayer, man? Yeah, and I, I just was want going to tag on to you. You, Why don't you close us with prayer? Right. But, you know, there'll be, I invite the, some of the people that feel comfortable giving words, come on down front. And if you're wanting to get a word, come on down uh, while the music is playing at the end. You know, we don't want to shut this down if the Lord wants right. to do some more stuff. Right. So, and if you don't, you can go on to your class. All right, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, oh, oh, I need to pray too. What are the names? Zach and Andy Duggan are sick, and I think Chris asked us to specifically pray for them this morning, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna do that. In my close, and you're gonna close. But I'm gonna pray real quick. Lord, we specifically ask that Andy and Zach Duggan be healed in the name of Jesus, and that's all we gotta say about it. Thank you, Lord.
2: Lord, um, you know, we're not going to close with prayer today. We're just going to seal what you have done, (coughs) and we're going to stir up what you have started because we're going to remain open to you every day, all day long. From the time we leave here does not mean that we're closing or shutting down or going into a different mode. We're going to remain with our hands open to you, Holy Spirit. You are our comforter. You are our teacher. You are the living Lord in each of our lives. So, Lord, we just submit to that right now. We thank you for who you are and where you're leading us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope this message has equipped and inspired you to transform people, your community, and the world through the love and power of Jesus Christ. Whether you're from Selma or anywhere you're listening from, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us online at www.bluejeanselma.com.